Along with individual experts, Surgeon Masters brings you life improvement strategies in 10 minutes. These proven principles and strategies are easy to learn and can be applied immediately, allowing you to practice your best. Here's your host, Jeff Smith. Welcome back, Surgeon Masters subscribers. Dr. Lisa Merlot is our guest on this mini podcast. Lisa is a licensed clinical psychologist and associate professor of psychiatry at the University of Florida. Dr. Merlot's research focuses primarily on physicians and other healthcare professionals with potentially impairing conditions and wellness among physicians and physicians in training. Welcome to the Surgeon Masters mini podcast, Lisa. Thanks, Jeff. Glad to be with you and your listeners. We agreed to discuss physician impairment on this uh, podcast. We plan to reveal a very effective strategy that maintains wellness, a topic about which both of us are passionate. I really appreciate that your bio says healthcare professionals with potentially impairing conditions. Most of what I hear about this topic is that there are impaired physicians and that the comments don't really sound very empathic or compassionate. Can you help us better understand effective ways to address these issues for physician impairment? Sure. It's important to remember that physician impairment is actually a really complex issue. It can include a number of different conditions such as alcohol or drug use, depression, burnout, cognitive decline, even suicide. And so it's important to understand that, first of all, physicians are not immune from developing these conditions. In fact, they may even be at greater risk than others in the general population. The potential impairment among physicians and other healthcare providers can stem from sleep deprivation, personal loss, uh, really many different issues in their lives. And one problem that we're seeing is that current state and hospital credentialing policies, as well as some state license applications, are well-intentioned and sometimes try to prevent physicians from practicing while impaired by asking a lot of intrusive questions about the doctor's medical or mental health history. So they might have a question on their uh, application asking, have you ever received treatment for a mental health condition or have you received treatment in the past five years for uh, a drug or alcohol use disorder? And the problem is that then those physicians who acknowledge any previous treatment are often subjected to additional evaluations. They may have more difficulty actually being credentialed or being licensed. And so, ironically, the policies aren't really screening properly for actual impairment. What they're asking is, have you been treated? And so, in many cases, if the person had been treated, they're no longer impaired or experiencing potential impairment. And so, these questions don't actually adequately protect the patients or help the physicians. Instead, the policies a lot of times have the opposite effect of dissuading physicians who could be experiencing some potentially impairing condition from seeking help. If they're concerned that seeking help will make them have to answer positively on that questionnaire on the application, often they're scared that if they have that black mark on the application, they won't be hired or they won't be licensed. And so what we see as a result is that there are many physicians who could have received treatment and been restored to health and wellness and actually be practicing more productively, more efficiently, more empathically. Instead, they end up continuing to practice impaired because they're scared to seek help. And this really prevents the physician from leading a full and productive life. It 
impacts their practice in a negative way and really can result in diminished quality of patient care. So it sounds like this discourages us from seeking help. And in addition, I think our training discourages us from admitting any signs of weakness and encourages us to kind of go it alone. Yeah, I think you and I have both seen that, that there's this tendency toward independence in the in the field where people try and fix their own problems. They may engage in self-medication or self-diagnosis, and this can lead to a lot of problems. So what we definitely want to do is give doctors and surgeons access to better information, better resources, so they don't feel the need to go it alone. As you mentioned, physician impairment has a lot of different angles, and it's a complex problem. At Surgeon Masters, we aim to solve complex problems through simplicity. Simplicity calls for us all to start practicing some positive strategy that shows evidence that it works. You and I agreed to share one of those strategies. Yes, I would love to share the strategy of a buddy system. So basically, this strategy is something I and others um, teach to physicians in practice, as well as those in training, to address potential impairment. And the way it works is a physician will identify a colleague preferably someone with whom he or she interacts frequently, and then gives that person explicit permission to ask about his or her well-being and to point out when that physician appears to be struggling. In this way, the buddy is free to just check in with the physician or to express concern if the buddy notices that the physician seems stressed or depressed or appears burnt out or is acting out of character in some way. And then the buddy should present their concerns with empathy and offer support to the colleague and help them try and find a solution together. So the buddy relationship could be one-sided or two-sided? Well, each buddy relationship can be set up however they decide, but it seems like the mutual support of having the partners together is really beneficial. But really, the key is starting the relationship. In previous research, one of the things that's been reported is that a lot of physicians indicated they didn't feel comfortable intervening if they suspected that a colleague was impaired. And often it's because they didn't know how to bring it up or they didn't know what to say. They thought someone else would step in if there was really a problem or they were concerned about offending their colleague by saying something to them. And so the buddy system protects the buddy from having to worry about overstepping and really gives them an explicit avenue to speak up. There's an expectation built in that they will intervene if they're concerned. And so they know it's their personal responsibility to help care for their colleague and friend. If our listeners already have a buddy system in place, they could explore how to continue to advance their buddy system with gradual adjustments with best practice. Yeah, the basics of the relationship are that the buddy will make a commitment to let your listener know when something doesn't seem right, to be available, to kind of call them out if they aren't acting like themselves. And this discussion would allow them to pause and take the action that would most likely benefit both their patients and themselves. The buddy system appears to have many advantages, such as confidentiality and being proactive. Yeah, the buddy system has significant potential to address actual impairment, and it provides an even greater opportunity to prevent potentially impairing conditions from ever getting to that point. So if your listeners did not have a buddy system in place, they could start off well by sharing this mini podcast with a couple potential buddies with whom they work fairly closely, and then maybe set up a time to discuss how it could work for them. That is a fantastic first step. It seems like Surgeon Masters is really a resource to implementing these strategies. So if anyone needs guidance or support in creating their buddy system, I guess they could reach out to you. That is absolutely true. We look to educate, support, and empower surgeons to success and wellness. I could also see what resources 
I could share to assist surgeon masters in the process. We also look forward to supporting you and your research at the University of Florida on wellness and potentially impairing conditions and your efforts to improve knowledge, awareness, and skills for physicians in training. Thanks. I really appreciate the opportunity to collaborate on our shared goals. As you know, I'm particularly interested in preventive efforts to improve wellness among physicians and trainees and interventions to help those who are already struggling. Okay, Surgeon Masters listeners, what is your first or next step to practicing the strategy of a buddy system? Well, how about asking yourself, with whom could you make this pact to watch out for you and each other? Who could let you know if you might be approaching impairment? What if you just set up a time to chat with your buddy or potential buddy and get this on your calendar today? Lisa, this strategy is awesome. Thanks so much for sharing the buddy system with us. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. There you have it in less than 10 minutes. This is Jeff Smith along with Lisa Merlot. Until the next episode of Life Improvement Strategies for the Surgeon Who Wants More. Ciao. Now, take 10 minutes and put your plan into action to practice your best.